Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 202. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And uh, we're back up to a quartet. Gentlemen, thank you for holding the fort down uh, for Salt Lake Comic Con fan experience, and uh, I love the episode. Well, thank you. I love taking control. It was on our show. Was <laughs> quite awesome. You know, Schmidt and, and me starting SD Files wasn't about the fact that we wanted to talk about UFOs and Bigfoot and, and stuff so like we gotta that. we got to get Zook off the mic. It, it's all about <laughs> Zoner having his own show so he can just spew words out of his word hole. If you haven't uh, gone to our YouTube channel yet, you really should. And check out the videos that uh, Colin, Schmitty, and Zahner recorded, along with some help from Idiot Box Productions and Geek Girls Corp for certain videos. I, they're really fun. Uh, Colin has been just cranking them out far better than I ever did at it. So. All right. <laughs> why, why, thank you. So, um, hey, uh, big shout-out to our friends, uh, TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, Radio KSCR, Stitcher, and everywhere else you can hear our voices. We're sorry. Um, also, <laughs> shout-out to our friends at 4814 Web Hosting. Um, we actually had one of our longtime friends of the program, Ruff, write me about that. He wants to get on the 4814. And you know what? You should, too. Just saying. You know, you're not going to find a better web host out there. It's Ruff approved. It's stolen droids Stamp approved, which is all you need to know. Yeah, definitely. Now, we have um, we have some news, actually, right? I'll so. let you guys take it, but we have some uh, symptom news. Yes. You you want to do the Schmitty or shall I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it, since everybody just laughs. Okay, whatever. Okay, so Symptom Comic, you might remember we uh, pimped them. I don't know, last year sometime, towards the end of the year. Uh, it was a comic by Tanner Carter, and it it, it was cool. I, we liked it. It had a lot of really good potential. Well, he has launched a Kickstarter campaign, and the best part about this comic, he's redoing it. He took some of the feedback that he was given from various sources, probably ourselves included, and he got himself a new artist. The art in it is amazing. I love the art. And... He's he's re-releasing them. He's got a Kickstarter campaign going on right now. So go give the guy some love. Give him your money, and because we all know that love equals money, because that's <laughs> that's the society in which we live. In the comics world, it kind of is actually. It, it really is. Yeah. But yeah, go go support Symptom Comic. We'll put the link in the show notes. And yeah, let let's make this a successful Kickstarter. And I should say, we are not being paid to say this. We are doing this because it's something that we believe in. Yeah, um, he was actually on um, with Doctor Squishy back when it was Squishy's Comics and Movies. He he was on that show with him, and it was uh, it was a really good interview. Um, symptom number one was a really fun read. I loved it. Yeah. So he's calling it episode zero or issue zero now because um, yeah, he's doing as <clears throat> he'll have episodes one, two, and three. Uh, so this is prequel. Is he rebooting he's it? Re- he's <laughs> rebooting it. Yeah, he, he gave yeah. it the George Lucas thing, except without all the. The suck that George Lucas brings to the table. There's not just a random bantha just walking through the first first few pages. Yeah, no, Jar, no Jar Jar. Oh, oh gosh. Please let's keep Jar Jar out of any conversation ever. I, I think like everything needs to have just Jar Jar randomly getting killed at the beginning of it. Yes, you know? yes. You know, I think oh, if, right. if the internet and memes were what they were back in '99 when the Phantom Menace came out, that they are today. 
you know we'd be seeing Jar Jar memes everywhere. Oh, the internet would be full of that a thing now. The internet would be full of Jar Jar and not cats. <laughs> it would have. They're both know. equally stupid. It'd be Nyan Jar Jar instead yeah, of Nyan Cat. But cats are at <laughs> least kind of cute. Jar Jar yes. is not in any sense. Jar Jar's not trying to take over the world, though. I mean, cats do have an evil plot. Take over his world with stupidity, and then decide, hey, can you guys let's imagine just throw it? over the the whole republic? It'll can be you great. guys imagine a Sith Lord Gungan? Oh, <laughs> I I don't think it's possible. Oh, Misa, kill you now. I think I'm going to have like nightmares over that. Thanks, Zook. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Misa, dark side, complete. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm tapping out as well. That's just horrible. Oh, my gosh. Why would you do that? Why would you? We should, why would we should you have established a safety word before this episode started. Darth and NASA very angry. That sounded more like Gollum. <laughs> oh, yes, them Jedi's. Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, you know what else we hate? This first headline we because it has EA, EA in it. <laughs> you know, I still hate EA because of the whole SimCity Five thing. But uh, we know you do. Let's we move know. on. EA seems to want to suck the fun out of everything. You all right there, Schmitty? <laughs> I think I'm hyperventilating, but I'm you're good. Like, fanning yourself like you have the vapors. <laughs> I'll be Just the thought of okay. Jar Jar okay. being speaking as Sith Lord. He's all hot and bothered. That just no, sends okay, a so shiver an... down my spine, Colin. <laughs> it should. <laughs> episode 202, the episode that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> we will burn it, and we will bury the ashes, and we will never speak again of it. Not in general. <laughs> Okay, so back to the topic at hand, EA and how much we hate them. So Need for Speed is a long-time running game series, right? It's been out forever. It's been out longer than the Grand Theft Auto series, longer than I think almost any series I can think of. Mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it was, if I remember correctly, I used to play MechWarrior 2, Wipeout, Descent, and Need for Speed. Yep. And they're still around, and they're coming out with a new one for Android. It's been a while since I've had a Need for Speed on Android, but they're coming out with a new one called No Limits. And in EA's great wisdom and attempt to suck the fun out of everything, this game has a new feature where it makes you pay for gas. So No Limits as in there's a there's limit? A limit. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand this. So you use gas in your races, and if you want to race again, you need to fill up with more gas, which means you can either wait or pay. And when I say pay, I mean real money. They are essentially they saying... gas prices, too? Like, it's $3 <laughs> a gallon. <laughs> Man, I, racing was fine when it was $1.75 a gallon, but we're up to $4 a gallon. I just can't put in that many races per day anymore. <laughs> this next pit stop's going to kill me. <laughs> the world is turning into Clash of Clans. Yeah, but Clash of Clans doesn't say you need to pay in order to do another battle. Yeah, but it drags you in. And then it well, makes you pay because you feel obligated to create well, things faster. That, there's the difference, though, is that, and here's what I don't understand. This game has essentially said it doesn't want you to play it too much. Yeah. If you want to play it like you would play any other game, then you need to pay us, which is ridiculous. That's like me playing a Call of Duty game. 
And in between every match, I need to actually wait the amount of time that it would take to travel to a new part of the world for the campaign, heal from the wounds I got in the previous mission, repair my weapons, and reload ammo. Yeah. And ammo ain't cheap nowadays. No, it's not. So after I'm done with the first mission, I can wait 18 hours and drop into the next mission, yeah. or I could pay for the price of the game again. Well, Colin brings up a good point. I mean, a lot of mobile games do this, but you're, you're right, Zook, too, not to this extent. I mean, I, yeah, I've like, been able to get through Clash of Clans um, without, well, get through, uh, I, I haven't beat it, but I've been able to play up to where I am now without paying a cent. But there are games where, I mean, this, this Need for Speed game, after one race, if you have to wait another day to play another race, that's, that's not going to cut it. When you're playing a racing game, you want to do three or four races in a row. Not just one race. It's kind of... Well, you know how they're going to hook you, right? They're going to start you off with X amount of money for gas. So you can do the first three or four races just in rapid succession. But after that, it's going to charge you. Yeah. And it's it's kind of... I guess they're they're going on the the noble run here saying, yeah, we don't want you to play too long. But that's a cop-out. I mean... Yeah, that's that's a total cop-out. That's for... The player to themselves, or or the parents of the players, to decide. You know, I I could sit down at my Xbox right now and play for the next twenty four hours if I didn't care about work or my family. But that's my call. You know, that shouldn't be the developer's call. We have this thing when I worked at retail that was don't manage the customer's pocketbook. The same right. exact thing. Don't manage how often a player is going to touch the controller. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at games like The Simpsons Tapped Out, which is also EA, and they have their in app currency the the donuts or the premium currency and to get enough donuts to build like i don't know barney's bolorama it's like the equivalent of twenty dollars or, or even more in real world money who's who's got that kind of money to spend 20 bucks on a virtual building it's the same type of thing here how much are they going to charge for virtual gas I, knowing ea it's going to be absurd it's going to be real world gas prices well, and what's <laughs> yeah? Heaven help you when you start doing the uh, the marathon ones, the twenty four hour Le Mans, and you have to buy a new tank of gas every few laps. That'll be fun. Um, but the thing is, and you mentioned this, Zoner, about the Simpsons tapped out. Not only do you have to buy the donuts, unless you happen to have a cracked APK, um, but then Homer mocks you for it. <laughs> he does. Some of the sound clips. One day you're going to look back and think how glad you are you bought that. You know, (laughs) you're going to be filled with shame and regret. (laughs) It's like I really get the feeling that EA is enjoying this cash cow that mobile gaming is, but they're being real douches about it. You know, I I've heard from certain people that the mobile platform uh, model that they they build the games on with the pay to play or or wait is not sustainable in the long term. And I think EA is probably going to be the downfall of it. You know, you can get a game for free or for two ninety nine or four ninety nine, whatever the case may be, but if you're having to pump twenty or thirty bucks into the game every few days to play it, that can't be sustainable in the long term. I don't know how it can be. Yet it has it better be the best game ever created. Okay? This game had better walk on water. <laughs> I don't know. Tablets float. <laughs> what tablet are you using? I don't know, the one with the water wings. 
No, I. Then it doesn't float. No, it. Does, I'm just joking. It. They don't float. I was. I failed. <laughs> Remember, people, he's recorded a podcast before this tonight. Yes, we recorded SD files. You can hear it on Tuesday here at StolenDroids.com. We talk about Bigfoots in Yellowstone. <clears throat> Shameless plug. Yes, shameless. I have no shame. <laughs> you talk about Yellowstone like you're a travel agent? I've been there. <laughs> I like Yellowstone. You should go. If you guys like, I can I can do a nice little drawing of that for you, for your, for your little header. It'll look and, great. Yeah. It's a clear uh, of fact. Uh, if, you, if you, the listener, don't use Google Hangouts very often, you might not know this, but there's this cool little draw feature that when you click on it, it allows you to draw on your video background. We had a little too much fun with that. I Colin was a pirate. Showed, I may have shown up 20 minutes earlier and drawn unicorns and dinosaurs and Bigfoot. And my podcast. <laughs> Remember, again. ladies, he's single. <laughs> Bachelor. <laughs> and we wonder why. Hey, speaking of another mobile app, this one we like. In fact, I think at this at some point, everyone on the show has had this app as their favorite at some point. And, and it's Waze. It. Yeah, we love Waze. Waze is one of the best mobile apps out there, even after Google bought them and kind of bastardized certain parts of it. Um, overall, it's still one of the best. However, um, the police don't like it. And I'm kind of honestly wondering why this has taken so long to gain traction. You see, in Waze, you can not only say, I'm in traffic, and Waze will update it and let everyone else around them know that, hey, there's traffic up ahead, or I just saw an accident. You mark it in the app. And if I'm, say, Schmitty does that, and two miles back, I'm driving to work as well, it'll notify me, accident ahead. You know, very cool things. It also lets you mark police cars. So if you see one hiding behind a billboard, you can mark it, and I know there's a cop ahead. That's the best feature of it, in all honesty. I love knowing where the cops are. Whenever I would go on road trips, that's the only navigation app I would use. And... I probably got out of at least, I want to say probably six tickets just because of that. Yeah, I um, I did use it. Unfortunately, I used it on my Windows phone, which had an OLED display. And um, it kind of burned in some images into my screen uh, that are still there. <laughs> That's my fault, though. Evidently, don't use it without changing the screen for 16 hours. <laughs> Top tip right there. What were you like on a very long straight road? <laughs> it doesn't have to be straight, dude. It was just had to be on. Well, I was driving for like sixteen hours. If it's not changing though. The well, the well the bottom doesn't change. Oh, that's true. You got the buttons there. Your little ways guys pretty much stays in the same area. Yeah, good point. I didn't think of that. I, I stand here foolish. The biggest thing that bugs me about this is they, they say that they um it says here in the article that with zero evidence to support the argument, the sheriffs say the feature is a stalking tool for cop killers. Um, but then they also go on to say that they might be losing revenue from fines. Uh, but that bugs me because there are more ways to get fines than just catching people speeding. There's way more traffic violations out there I see every day other than just speeding. And it bugs me that if, the, if they're bothered by this, because of because of that, so well, it's like yeah. Don't you want us driving the speed limit? Isn't this a good thing? Yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say. I mean, it's encouraging people to drive under the speed limit so they don't get ticketed. In other words, they're driving safer. Why do the cops want people dead on the roads? Is my question. They want their 
they want their revenue. Dang it. Yeah. Let, let's go to the extreme. You know, why why do they want us to kill ourselves? Because we speed. Because that's the only other logical explanation. Yep. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Not real thrilled about that. I, I really hope that, that uh, Waze does not remove this feature, though, because it is a very useful feature. I well, can't it, imagine there's any argument or any court that would uphold that. No, I don't think so. I, well, and, and if they remove it from Waze, how many other apps out there provide this this feature? Uh, so uh, if you remove it from Waze, you, there's there's dozens of other apps, maybe hundreds, that, that they'd have to um, remove this from as well, so... And they don't even have any real evidence stating that this is someone who's going to go off and kill a cop because they saw him on ways. Yeah, and there's also no evidence that it's reducing their the, how many fines they're getting. So, yeah. well, and, and you know what's funny is I don't use ways very much anymore, um, but I used to use it all the time. And what I found is on my morning commute, it would say, you know, cop up ahead, you know, officer up ahead. And I'm like, okay, slow it back down, go back to the speed limit. And I'm thinking there's other wazers around me because they all do the same thing. But by the time we get up there. The cop's gone. Generally, yeah. He's I don't know if. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's because that that notification was sent so long ago, and Waze is just now getting it. Uh, their system isn't built to do that. It's supposed to prevent that, but maybe it's still a possibility. Maybe the cop has Waze, and as soon as he was flagged, repositioned himself. <laughs> that's that's a possibility. Or maybe the I cop only... caught someone speeding who didn't have Waze. Yeah. Anything is possible, and I did find that a couple times. It says, you know, police ahead, two miles. And I didn't find them two miles. I found them two and a half miles with their lights on pulling someone over. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I can only imagine that this would be a useful stalking tool if your sheriff's cars are on the side of the road to pull people over and never move. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe train your sheriff's department better? Just a thought. <laughs> so, well, uh, and it should, it should be noted, I think all four of us are pretty pro-police. Yeah. Zahner's probably the least of the four of us who's pro-police, and he's still pro-police. Yeah, I, I am very pro-police. I've got friends who are police officers, and I have a great deal of respect for the work that they do. But, you know, I'm thinking here, the majority of the speed traps and whatnot that I come across on ways are on the freeway. Who's going to stalk a cop on the freeway? <laughs> I mean, just think <laughs> of the logic there. That makes absolutely no sense in my mind. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking that they're saying this is a sheriff's department, so I'm thinking this is probably back roads or an unpopulated area. Of which, how many Wazers are driving past the cop? <laughs> There's like one Waze user in the area. Yeah. All right, into some more mobile news. This one from the land of, huh? Um, HTC decided to make a music video. Not just any music video. They made a rap video. <laughs> Now, we had this discussion earlier in the week, and Schmitty pointed out, hey, you know, that's better than BlackBerry. At least they're trying to be relevant, to which I had to respond, you don't become relevant by having Greg Carr, a.k.a. the rapper from PM Dawn, do a rap for you. <laughs> if you don't know who PM Dawn is, that's okay. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they should have just hired Schmidt Dog for a rap. That, that's right, right, right. Schmidt Dog and Dog. Yeah, except he used an LG. <laughs> Though I do want to point out, though, this did not sound like a PM Dawn song. So, it, No, it didn't sound like a song. Um, <laughs> it sounded like a stroke. Touche. 
Um, okay, so here's some uh, lyrics here. Your smartphone's scared. Don't want to clash with a Titan. They saw that M8 debut. They became enlightened. From where I'm from, you don't ever get respect for biting. HTC One M8 is the best. You're all invited. Your phone was all glass. Why you change your tune now? Your chip is slower. Plus, you'll never touch our boom sound. More than a few clowns stole what we originated. We own the universe. Your galaxy is overrated. It took you copycat six times to get it right. My One M8 is far too great. You'll never touch its light. And then my favorite verse, my very favorite. You know this is from a wordsmith from the hood. He is representing Gorilla Glass 3, Duo Sensor, Dual Speakers. HTC is MVP for your smartphones on the bleachers. Internal battery strong. But if my power's low, I stay alive with extreme power saving mode. <laughs> Word to Peter Chow. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I should have dropped a beat. <laughs> They dropped something. Um, I'm reading these lyrics, and I would just like to paint for you the picture that's in my head. I'm imagining some late 30s, early 40s white woman uh, who works in the PR department saying, we need to synergize this. We need him to have energy and synergy. We'll take all of our buzzwords and make them rhyme somehow. And to make sure we sound super black, we have to say things like, I don't know. Where's a black phrase in here? That's that's horribly racist. Yeah, I, I was just that. gonna say, wow, the one minority on our on our show going all racist on us. Oh, oh, here we go. It's like we have to. I shouldn't say black phrase. I am sorry. I truly am sorry. Um, we have to say a rap phrase. Okay, so far too great for y'all. And my word to Peter Cho. Um, Peter Cho is the CEO. So. Yeah. First off, you don't say my word, too, because that's more like an English gentleman. My word. Dear sir, your smartphone doth protest. No, you say word, too. I'm Asian, and I know that, okay? You know, I, I thought it was pretty serious all up until right after the first verse. They go, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was serious right up until I saw the person dancing around in a cardboard box that looks like an HTC One. I want one of those boxes. We've given BlackBerry a lot of crap. A lot of crap. And I personally don't think any of it was undeserved. I think they deserved every bit of crap we've ever thrown at it. But they never, ever had the mental lapse to make a rap video. I'll bet they're just sitting they're sitting in their chairs now thinking why didn't we think of this? I know. <laughs> Crap. They saw they stole our idea. We were right about to launch. That is Black, so bold of them. Blackberry's gonna come out with, with their part of the rap battle and HTC will say, Well no, no, we we weren't directing this at you. We yeah. have money. This was this was to Apple and Samsung. <laughs> Blackberry's not relevant enough to have a rap battle thrown their way. You weren't invited to this rap battle. <laughs> we don't understand. Can Canadians what rap? Here? <laughs> hey, Snow. Good point, yes. They rap in some of their songs. This is like like the 90s music throwback reference episode. Oh. Okay, so Samsung is going to get Bone Thugs and Harmony to do theirs. And uh, Apple is, just because they just have that hipster element, they're going to get Modest Yahoo. (laughs) Wow. Just saying. Just saying. All right. LG will not get involved. Meanwhile, Apple um, will do their entire music, all, their entire track, 
on an iPhone just to show that it can be done. Would an Apple get NWA since they've got like the affiliation with Dr. Dre now? Although, Possibly. Although Easy E's dead, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, <hey>. Meanwhile, Microsoft <laughs> and Nokia will completely miss the point and get sisters with the voices. If Tupac Shakur can come back and do a concert. <laughs> easy E can. They could get Easy E. <laughs> I don't know if we're being offensive or not anymore. I've kind of <laughs> become calloused to it. You know, I just kind of assume that everything that comes out of my word hole is going to be offensive to somebody. So I just roll with it. Let's have fun. All right. I was actually really surprised that Zoner didn't offend one person at Comic-Con. I really was, too, actually. He's actually very, very polite in person, believe it or not. The uh, the podcast, unfortunately, gives him an air of anonymity, and he just kind of goes nuts with I it. I just kind of become a dick when I have a mic in front of me and not a He's camera. He's like 4chan for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who's this 4chan guy? Hey, I only have two. <laughs> That's why he wears a beard. Um, okay. Um, let's go into something really weird, really weird. Um, at least I think it is. Amazon has a new service called Kindle Convert. And what it does is it allows you to convert your books or your documents into an ebook, and then upload that to your Kindle or to any of your Kindle devices. This is really cool because if you have your own annotations in there, it will scan that in as well and keep the annotations in. Um, or, you know, if you'd like, you can scan in your book to prove that you have it. And if it's in Amazon's collection and let's face it, it probably is. You could then just buy the ebook from them. Who's ready to scan 500 pages front and back. Yeah. I've got, I've got the unabridged copy of Les Mis that I'd like to get put on my Kindle. I'll talk to you guys next week when I'm done scanning it. So I'm okay. I may be misunderstanding this, but I've read through the article twice. Um, I've read a Gizmodo article talking about it, an Engadget article talking about it, and a Android Police article talking about it, and all of them kind of support this same idea. But why on earth would you spend the time necessary to scan a 500-page book into Amazon just to then have the option to buy their EPUB version or, or whatever form? I forget which format uh, I think they use Amazon Moby. uses. I think you're right, yeah. When I could have just freaking bought the Moby version to begin with. Because you have a lot of time on your hands and nothing better to do. That's a good point. Well, if, if it's something that you, that is not in ebook form already, um, then, then that makes sense. However, no one's going to want to spend the time to scan all their book on their own. The only way this would make sense is if they offered a service where you sent your physical book to them and they scanned it for you. There's probably that, that is an option. If it's connotations there, but if it's not already in ebook form, though, congratulations because you just made it one, and now yeah. Amazon's going to make all sorts of bank off you. Well, and what's really dumb is the fact that this is entirely this is basing this entire idea on the idea that no one could build an automated book scanner, which if you go on YouTube and look, people have done. Yeah, they just put a book in there, they tell it to start scanning, and it scans the entire book form, turns the pages for you. 
yeah, takes pictures of both sides. Not to mention that even if you, I'm 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 venturing into some illegal waters here. Uh, so bear this, you know, take this with a pinch of salt. But there's already people who do this and put it in onto Kindles. They're called PDFs, and they've been out for a while. So, I mean, I guess it's cool that Amazon. I can't even say they're coming out with this because this is how they've made eBooks for many years. Yeah. I guess they're just now making it available to us, but why? Well, the, the benefit to this, and, and from what I understand, the benefit is that they run it through their, um, they run the images through their software that catalog all the words. So you can use their dictionary lookup. Um, you can use WhisperSync, um, which which keeps you know your last. Bit. It's kind of like bookmarks, but also syncs with audiobooks if if you're so inclined. Um, so it, the benefit is that you can use all their other services with your book scans, I, which which I get, which is cool. Yeah. But again, this isn't anything new. You know, the dictionary that's OCR, that's optical character recognition. It's been around since the early '90s. Adobe Reader does that. Um, annotations, every PDF reader does that. And in this day and age of broadband and LTE and cell phones. It's not hard to throw something up on your Dropbox or your OneDrive or your Google Docs and just access it from everywhere you are anyway. How many Kindle readers do you know do that on a daily basis, though? Well, my phone, for one. <laughs> it has the Kindle app, and it has OneDrive. No, I, I'm talking about you know the, the general public that this is, this, that this is targeted towards. They're not going to you know, do all those things. On, on a regular basis with with PDF files, they're going to want it in Kindle format. So, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not for this. But I'm just trying mm-hmm. to come up with with you know reasons. No, why I, I, I hear you. I hear you. The one giant hole in that argument, and I believe it's a big one, is that the average user is not going to spend the time to scan a 500 page book. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. into their Kindle to begin with. Yeah, you know, it's that, easier just to plug your problem. Kindle in and sideload a whole bunch of books. Yeah. So I, I, I hope that, you know, if, if they want this to grab traction, I, I'm going to go back to my original thought where, or one of my original thoughts where it would make more sense for you to ship them your book and then have them digitize it for you. So mm-hmm. I agree. I, I agree. Um, okay. So here's some weird thing. Um, DRM, digital rights management. We've talked about DRM in video games and movies and music and everything. In the, in the four years, almost four years we've been doing the show, DRM has come up a lot. Okay, And we've always kind of had the same idea, right? I think all of us, through different hosts and different guest stars and, and everything, we've always said the same thing. Make things easier to obtain. People won't bother stealing it so much. It turns out DRM also exists in coffee machines, and this completely blew me away. Um, if you're not familiar with them, there's a brand called Keurig. Okay? Uh, they're the little individual coffee pods where you put one pod in, close it down, put your cup underneath, hit the button, and it gives you a perfectly brewed cup of coffee. I use one at work all the time because they don't just make coffee. There's Keurig pods for uh, Starbucks cocoa. Uh, there's chocolate. Alpine apple ciders. Yeah, Tea. hot chocolate. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Everyone at work is always very confused when they see me do that, and I come away with hot cider. I love cider. Um, but there is. And the new Keurig only takes their own versions of the pods or... Pods that were made by companies who have licensed the tech. And I didn't know how they did this. 
right? I thought they were just shaped a certain way. And I'm thinking, well, that's stupid. Anyone can make their pod shaped that way. <laughs> no, it turns out they actually have a DRM protected system that you have to have a special type of ink on the lid of your pod. And when you close the Keurig, it reads that ink to see if it is a quote unquote authorized pod and not a pirated pod. <laughs> Or like you bit torn to it or something. Or... Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a company um, who has hacked it. Surprise. <laughs> Just proving. I, I, I know this doesn't seem very tech-related or geek-related, but I think this is hilarious because it just goes to show that where there's DRM, someone will break it. Yeah. And it, this goes back to like what Apple and Sony tried to do for the longest time. Everything... Every peripheral for Apple and and Sony, even like in the early '80s and '90s, all, all the peripherals were made by that company, and you had to buy that company's peripherals for it to work. And for the longest time, they they kept protecting their own um, their own IP, so that they they would get all the sales. and And we saw how well that worked for Sony. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Well, this company is called Rogers Family Company. Um, they make GourmetCoffee.com and a whole bunch of other ones. I've, I've seen them on the shelf. And yeah, typically it's cheaper stuff. That's fine. They've built something called the Freedom Clip. Freedom because it allows you to use whichever pod you want. Freedom. And what it does... Yes, they can never take our coffee. Um, what it does is it snaps <laughs> into the underside of the Keurig. And it's basically the equivalent of holding a picture up to a security camera. The thing makes the Keurig think that every pod is authorized. <laughs> you could be, like, dumping your own beans in there. <laughs> They'd be fine with it. <laughs> I I think this is kind of genius. I wonder if it's legal. I wonder if they can do this. But I don't care. I think it's awesome. Why wouldn't it be legal? Well, because you're modifying someone else's physical device to bypass security protocols. Well, but if you buy the device, it's your device. You can do with it as you please. Unless, yeah, of course, it's a CD, and then you're just renting it from the MPAA. Yeah, yeah you, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Go ahead, Schmitty. When you, when you buy the K-Cup machine, you're not signing yourself in an, into agreement that you will only use K-Cup authorized packets, you know? Uh, unlike when you when you buy a CD... It, it states directly on there that you know you will not copy this, or when you when you buy a DVD, it states directly on there that you will not copy this. I don't think the same applies for a, a coffee machine. It's not it's not the same thing. I agree with you. I, I do, but at the same time, it is kind of a new territory. Yeah. I, I mean, on one hand, it's kind of like when you buy a car and you read the owner's manual, and the owner's manual says you know you buy a Chevy, only use Chevrolet brand automatic transmission fluid, and it's like no. Are you, are you kidding me? No. But in this case, it's like buying a Chevy that will shut down and kill you if you use any other type of automatic transmission fluid. So this is kind of a new territory. How powerful I, I is the Keurig lobby? Because that will tell us how likely we are to see this uphold in court or in, in Congress with laws. Mm-hmm. It, Agreed. It, it's how, how powerful are these people with their money? Hey, speaking of lobbies and politics... I see what you did there, by the way. I do. Whether what I, you meant to or not. I, I do yeah. what I can. Okay. Um, so the FCC uh, made a few different announcements this week that I don't know. Does this mean we can like them again? I'm confused now. They're just kind of being hot and cold. They're like a Katy Perry song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, well, tell us what they did, and then we'll decide. Hey, hey okay. guys. Zook thinks he's hip. He knows Katy Perry. I'm hip. I'm with it. 
I can do the Macarena. Um, okay, so the FCC this week did a few things. First off, they enacted a, uh, a law that was kind of refers back to what we were talking about two weeks ago that keeps states from blocking a city's right to create their own internet, laying their own fiber, like Zoner suggested. Uh, currently, it only actually affects two cities in the U.S., but it's now law. So from here on out, cities have the right to make their own municipal internet. That's good. Uh, thing, the second thing they did is they redefined broadband internet. So now, if your internet isn't at least 25 megabits down and 5 megabits up, it's not broadband. What is it? Archaic? It's just internet. <laughs> it, it's just internet. It doesn't change the fact that it's still slow, but companies can't advertise it as broadband anymore. I remember when broadband first came out, right? Everyone else is on a 56K dial-up. And because phone lines couldn't actually hit 56K, the most they could ever hit was 53K if you were right next to the repeater. So really, you're probably getting 44. Meanwhile, I'm on 1.5 megabits, okay? A T1. And I was feeling like hot stuff. That was broadband. That was an obvious difference between the dial-up speed and the cable speed. Fast forward a couple years when people with 768K um, ADSL are saying they have broadband. People with 1.5 are saying they have broadband. And people with 5 megabits are saying they have broadband. Everything was suddenly broadband. And now you have companies saying, yeah, we're giving you broadband. I know you're only getting 3.5 megabits down, but you have broadband. They'll not be able to say that anymore. From here on out, if you don't have 25 megs down and 5 up, you don't have broadband. You got slow band. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just moving. I, I like it, even though it won't change anything in the long run. It changes how companies need to market to people who don't know better. Unfortunately, I don't know if it'll change a lot in in the business sense because how long have we heard the term 4G in in mobile networks? 4G has been uh, the term 4G has been around since um, you know 2008 came 2009, out. Yeah. and all the different 4G technology. There's what six or seven different 4G technologies, and all of them have different speeds. None of them are true. Well, none except for two of them are true 4G. So I I kind of wonder if you know. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pass this, but uh, it's not gonna change. You know, Quest is still gonna call their five megabit down. They're still gonna call it broadband. I don't, I don't know if that's gonna change much. They, they can't. They cannot. Okay, I see. But they'll call. It, you're right. They will call it something else. You know, it's like when Comcast used to use their accelerators, accelerated internet. Well, no, it's not actually. It's the same speed. You just spent a lot of money on an ad campaign. <laughs> but uh, but. The other thing they did, the third thing, which is really good, they decided to pass the uh, the bill that makes the internet a Title II utility. That's awesome. This puts, this puts it in the same area as phone service, meaning companies cannot enact fast lane or slow lanes. In fact, they made it illegal to have a slow lane of the internet, pretty much enforcing net neutrality. Pretty much, yeah. So this is, this is what Zook was referring to earlier, that now, now we can like them. <laughs> Yeah, so, it, I don't know if I like this or not. You you guys know that I've been very torn on this. Yeah, but whenever the government gets involved in stuff, it always goes to crap. Always. Well, I would argue that the gar- government wouldn't have to get involved if only companies weren't so backhanded about it all. Yeah, if Comcast wasn't such a bunch of dicks, then we wouldn't have issues like we have. But and not just Comcast, the others. As Time well. Warner, Verizon, yeah. yeah, Cox Communication, but. 
whenever the government gets involved, things never go as the government says they're going to go. The government says, oh, this is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, <laughs> I, I, I have very mixed feelings on this. I, I have a mixed feeling on this only because I don't think the government's going to screw this up. But I think um, – and the telecom providers of the country have a very strong lobbyist and they have deep pocketbooks. They're going to bury this in legislation. Probably a lot five deeper years. than the coffee lobby. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, but they're going to bury this in legislation for so long that by the time it's finally actually acted upon, it's not going to even re- – it's not going to be recognizable. So mm-hmm. – but otherwise, Bummer. for the time being, I think the FCC is back on our side. Um, okay, Windows 10. We've already mentioned we liked it. We're excited for it. If you have Windows 7, 8, or 8.1, or Windows Phone 8, you can get Windows 10 for free. Well, they have a new embedded version as well that will be coming to Raspberry Pi 2 and is free for you. And, and I'm on the free. developer program. <laughs> humble brag much? No, no. <laughs> that yeah, didn't when, seem when like much of a humble brag. That was just a brag. <laughs> that was just brag. That was a straight brag. brag. Well, I, I, um, I came across this when I I found out about the Raspberry Pi 2. They were they announced the Raspberry Pi 2. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Raspberry Pi user. I have four Raspberry Pis. Um, and so mm, I... <laughs> they're so tasty. Um, so I was really excited, one, for the, the Raspberry Pi 2 and reading all the new specs about it. And then at the very end of the article that I was reading, it says, oh, yeah, by the way, you'll get Windows 10 on it. And I I had to get new pants. <laughs> now, we should clarify. This is Windows 10 embedded. Yeah, it's it's Windows 10 on devices. So it's, it's you're not, not You're not going to be running 10. the full version here. No. Yeah, it's a, it's a watered-down version of Windows 10, but it will still interact with all your other Windows 10 devices and, and you know, have full API access to OneDrive, um, Outlook, things like that. So... Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is actually what will in this will increase adoption amongst the whole Internet of Things movement because it's great that Raspberry and Raspberry Pi, sorry, Raspberry Pi and Raspberry Pi two can do all so, sorts of things, but if they can't integrate with the rest of a home network easily by the general consumer, they're not going to get very far. Yeah, they they only appeal to hobbyists right now. Not, uh, your normal Joe Schmo isn't going to go get a Raspberry Pi right now because it doesn't do anything to him. Right. So. Now, Schmitty, Raspberry Pis right now, I haven't used one, but don't they currently run uh, Android? No, well, you you can put a version of Android on them, though it doesn't run it that well. Most Raspberry Pis run a version of Unix. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah. Um, you're th- I think you're thinking of an Odroid, which is similar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Odroid runs a, uh, what is it, ice cream sandwich. So that's cool. Also cool. We are all over the place this week, and it's not our fault. Not a lot happened in one particular area of geekdom, so we have headlines from all over the place. And the next one is Lego. Yay! Mm-hmm. I love me some Legos. Let go my Lego. Despite oh. the fact that Lego still evidently can't secure rights to Star Trek. Grr. <laughs> Just we get, saying. We get Doctor Who instead, though. That, that's awesome. Doctor Who and Wally. I'm perfectly okay with them staying away from Star Trek. Screw you, Colin. <laughs> Just saying. Oh. So, so every every year, um, Lego. Well, they have they have a group called Lego Ideas, and uh, and Lego professionals, it, whether whether they work for Lego or or they're well known members of the community, can submit ideas for new Lego sets. And uh, last year, two thousand fourteen, there were I think twelve or thirteen sets submitted, um, including one for the Hubble. Space Telescope, which I was voting for, but that didn't make it. But the ones that did make it were the Doctor Who set and the Wally set. 
and these are amazing. Um, mm-hmm. They really are. You know, I'm not that excited for the Wally set, but that Doctor Who TARDIS, holy The God. inside of the TARDIS, the control center oh my for the TARDIS. Gosh, that's I love awesome. that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I showed my kids last night um, after they had announced this, and or a couple nights ago, whenever they announced it. And my kids all love Doctor Who, and they cannot wait for these sets to come out. And, you know, if when they do come out, which will probably be later this year, you know Dad's going to be the one to get them, and he'll take them to his office, and the kids will never see them because that's how Dad rolls. <laughs> In fact, most kids, except for, I think, Schmitty's kids, Honor's kids, and uh, Dollface's kids even understand Doctor Who. So, so uh, a while ago, there was a, there was a flood that decided to come into your RIT office. So was that the one that killed you? Get, like, yeah, it was yeah, the flood of loose ninjas. The one that killed me. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. Ninjas okay. Trampling everywhere. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but we, we had this TARDIS that was, that was sitting up and it had, you know, Karen Gillian's character and, Gillen. um, and that doctor. Thank you, Gillen. And apparently it got trampled over. So we've been finding pieces of this Lego TARDIS for like the last month and a half. <laughs> I think I almost have it fully constructed back together, except one of the doors is broken. But it was it was a terrible loss. You you you've caught on by the way that we've determined you are the worst time lord ever because you've died so many times. Hey, like you die every at other least week. I keep coming back. Yeah, it's the same form. Look, yeah. <laughs> I haven't perfected that yet, guys. Even like by Buddhist standards, you failed. It's really hard to be the last official time lord. Oh, yeah. Who, who's going to train me? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a manual for being a Time Lord. Yeah, it's not like I can just, boom, I know everything. Let's I'll go to Wikipedia, as a, as a studlier looking man. <laughs> Maybe then I'd have better luck with the ladies if I had a TARDIS. Or you looked like Matt Smith, just saying. This is true. <laughs> man, <sighs> we were so close to Matt Smith, but yeah. so far away at Comic-Con. Ridiculous! Could you just smell the awesome coming off of him? Pretty much, his line was so long. Yeah, I got I got up really close to both Billy Piper and Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan's face is like all nice and creamy and smooth and beautiful, and Billy Piper looks like a catcher's mitt. (laughs) (laughs) She's got some leathery skin there. At least that's what it looked like to me. Zoner's filter I, is off. That's, that's <laughs> not how it looked like to be at all. I thought she was actually gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, she and was pretty, really but tan. I mean, she looks like she smokes a carton a day. Not just a pack, a carton. <laughs> Does she talk like this too, sweetie? <laughs> nice to be now, go, go, now go pour me some tab. <laughs> oh, oh, poor I, Billy Piper. I, I, I will say this. She looked like she was having a great time with her fans, and she was extremely friendly with them. So kudos to her, because I hate it when I see a celebrity that's just being a jerk. Ralph Macchio. <coughs> just saying. Look Ralph up from Macho. your phone once in a while, dude. Yeah. Never, never looked up. Even when people were actually at his line, they would not look up. This is ridiculous. People are paying and don't even get anything. It's like, come on. We're getting call and rage. This is awesome. (laughs) (sighs) You bring up the worst honors. I do. Look, we got to keep going. We only have a couple headlines Okay, let's finish. Let's go, go, go. And our next one is about LARPers. LARPers being armed with a warship. Live action role playing. For those who don't know what LARP means. Um, Yeah, so in the German government 
is funding a live-action role-playing scenario where they get to act out Battlestar Galactica on a retired Navy destroyer. Because that will go well. <laughs> um, okay, so... Awesome. Um, but why? I, they say they're doing it specifically to explore political issues that the show raised. And I could understand that to a degree, but at the same time, no. Um, Should they have to use a destroyer? Uh, Schmitty, were you in my aeronautics class in high school? I forget. Were you I in my class then? don't remember. Did you do Star Lab with us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so in high school, Schmitty and I were part of um, a experiment called Star Lab. It was something that our high school did year after year. Uh, it was the first in the nation, and I think our teacher has actually gone on to institute that. It's like a national thing now. And what we did was we locked students into a simulated spacecraft for a week. They slept in there. They ate in there. There was a bathroom. They had to do experiments. They had to document them. And everyone else had to take shifts as mission control. Um, and it, it, yeah, it was awesome. There were some weird times too, especially when that uh, those sisters went in there and snuck in some vodka. Things turned bad. Oh, why anyway, am I all of a sudden envisioning so, you guys trapped in Biodome with Polly Shore? It was almost like that. was in high school. Um, and, you know, we had fun. They went through a meteor shower at one point where a whole bunch of people just sat outside the uh, spacecraft throwing hockey pucks at the outside. That was that was funny. Oh, I was really um, convinced. That so is this meteors. like back in the 60s or 50s? How old do you think I am? <laughs> Anywho, I don't know. I don't think we ever covered that. <laughs> the point of the Star Lab program was to simulate what it was like to be in a closed environment like that, like a spacecraft, having to communicate with people, Working having to run situations. Yeah, tests, um, charting your charting your experience, everything. I'm not really sure how trying to reenact a TV show on an actual warship is going to work. I think it's cool, and man, I'd do it if I could. Um, but I don't, I, I, yay. Keep in mind, this is Germany, though. Remember, Germany's the one that put out that scientific study that men att prefer attractive women. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I forgot that about yeah. that. That's like awesome. Two years ago. That's yeah. awesome. I forgot about that. We got more kind of German headlines here with yeah. the Fuhrer. Um, <laughs> That's a, here's an where we go segment. and crank the offensive to 11. <laughs> but it's not our fault. Okay. So Blame you remember Coke. the Super Bowl ad for the Coke for, for Coca-Cola where they wanted to make it happy. And you were invited to tweet things. Hashtag make it happy. Um, they really wanted to show how the world could be a happier place. You know, that whole if I could make the world sing and give the world a Coke or whatever it is. Um, it backfired, as it so often does when you set a bot to respond to tweets by retweeting them out to the world. So when Gawker decided to create a new Twitter account and have it quoting sections of Mein Kampf by one Adolf Hitler and Coca-Cola is retweeting it back out with the hashtag make it happy. <laughs> In fairness, yeah. there was pictures of like happy bananas and stuff quoting. Hitler. Well, yeah, what it does is it takes it takes the tweet and it redoes it into a, a bit of word art. So it looks That's like art, a, yeah. a happy face. So there's Mein Kampf as a banana or <laughs> Uh, it, I'd it, like to say I'd like to go on the record and say they stole this idea from me. 
Well, and, and we've learned from, from the past, anytime a marketing campaign opens itself up to the public, it goes horribly wrong. We saw it with, with the Mountain Dew campaign. Um, you know, what, you know, what should we name our next Mountain Dew? And we had the internet just went wild with it. Uh, oh, the, the uh, you trucks. remember Bill Cosby putting out a picture saying, meme me? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> let us not forget Blackberry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know how really well or not well those go and and so it's it's baffling to me why they keep trying stuff like this oh yeah the internet has matured by now let's, let's try it again this was the game traction is never going to mature <laughs> especially when you have reddit and the, 4chan and, and all 4chan this should be like rule number one when you go to marketing school never open your marketing campaign up to the public yeah well, Stay away from the internet, the, if at all possible. The thing that I love about this, besides the fact that it happened, um, is Twitter's CEO came out and said, quote, we suck at dealing with abuse and trolls on platform, and we've sucked at it for years. I lo- well, one, I love his language, because he's not holding any bars, no, no holds barred. Um, <laughs> but he's admitting that Twitter just cannot deal with this kind of abuse, and it happens over and over, and... Twitter is basically shown to be completely inept at handling this type of stuff. And yeah. I mean, I, I love it. It happens it just, way more often on Twitter than on any other social it, network. It really does. And it just makes me giggle every single time I read about it. Mm-hmm. Our last headline is uh, from news of the weird. Um, and this one's really weird. Like I saw it go across my newsfeed briefly earlier in the week. And then I saw it again. I'm like, okay, we just got to put this in the show notes. Cause this is kind of geeky. Um, a child, a nine-year-old student at Kermit Elementary School in Odessa, Texas, has been suspended for telling a classmate he would make him disappear with his magic ring. The parent, the father, told the New York Daily News that his son had just seen The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, and was merely pretending he was in possession of the One Ring. And he says, and I quote, I assure you my son lacks the magical powers necessary to threaten his friend's existence. If he did, I'm sure he'd bring him right back. (laughs) Now, the school has not been able to comment on this because they don't comment on things concerning students because they're all minors and we get that so there's no real way to completely verify this story but no one's denying it either and for lack for everything else the kid is suspended um <laughs> holy crap <laughs> i think the only issue you're gonna see if for whatever reason it's true is if he's like curled up in a corner starting to bald and is sitting there stroking it <laughs> The ring. He means the ring. <laughs> well, you know, there, something to keep in mind as well is the kid would have to give his friend the ring. Right. And he can't make other people. Yeah. Everyone knows this. And we know that people don't just freely give up the ring very frequently. You know, it oh. does, Even nine-year-olds. It doesn't happen. That ring, if that kid gets that ring, he's going to use it to wield its power. Although I don't think a nine-year-old can sufficiently wield it because of willpower and whatnot. Well... Wait, wait. What if he puts on the ring and a bunch of Nazgul's start coming out of nowhere? He's or, screwed. See, then the school's got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got issues where the school's in danger. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be really hoping that that's not a gun free zone. Well, it's Texas. Of course, they're open carry. <laughs> they can carry guns. They can't carry swords, though. So that's, the that's one place you're okay to wear the ring for fear of Nazgul is in Texas. Okay, they can handle their own there. <laughs> 
Now, the only reason we're not just outright discounting this is because, unfortunately, in this country, kids have gotten suspended in the past couple of years for making a gun motion with their fingers and going bang, bang at recess. Or threatening or, kids, yeah. Or blowing a kiss to a girl that a seven-year-old thinks is cute and is considered sexual harassment. That, that is sexual El- harassment, I, I'm going to say. Elementary school kids have been suspended for weird stuff in the past couple of years. I am not totally ruling this one out because do you remember the days just dumb enough to be real do you remember the days when you could go like hunting in the morning and throw your shotgun in the window of your truck in the gun rack and if the principal saw it he'd go grab his shotgun and you could compare him and now you know you get a SWAT team for that no because I was raised in civilization (laughs) wow the kids at my high school the kids at my high school drove BMWs they didn't drive trucks with shotguns in the back wow maybe also, i'm just I didn't too know old. anyone dumb enough to throw a gun at the back window of their you truck should have belonged in in oregon's honor because that's where that happens happening yeah. utah as I, well if i compared my it shotgun with my, my principal shotgun there'd be other issues at stake we you were talking about a gun right schmitty i think so <laughs> i hope so on to our favorites right here all right, mine comes from the Super Bowl. Uh, there was a lot about the Super Bowl that I could put as my favorite, um, the left shark being one of them. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know why. Uh, but my favorite is actually an ad from Clash of Clans. We love Clash of Clans. You can join our clan. Stolen droids on the game. Uh, and this looks like it's just going to be a normal uh, commercial with uh, an army wiping out a village. Only problem is, is it was Liam Neeson's village you wiped out, and he will have his revenge on you. You should not have angered Angry Neeson 52. I kind of like that Liam Neeson is willing to shill out for anyone who will pay him, because he is equally hilarious and terrifying in every product. He's, he could be talking about tampons, and he'd be hilariously horrifying. The subject of tampons is horrifying. Let's just, <laughs> let's just admit it. Just imagine it with his voice, though. Oh... Scary. I should throw out there while we're talking Clash of Clans. He will find you, and he will absorb you. She tweeted a picture of her village the other day. Well, that just kind of took it down a notch. It did. uh, My favorite. I I kind of forgot that it was my turn because I I had my favorite um, open and on, and I couldn't hear you guys. (laughs) My my favorite is a uh, white noise generator. Uh, Zook uh, shared this with me earlier this week, and I've been using it ever since. for those of you who don't know what white noise is, it's just a, uh, a continuum of frequencies. Um, that's that's just it's like it's static when you turn on your TV and there's no signal. That's what white noise is. Um, this generator can can make any type of white noise, pink noise, brown noise, gray noise, and it can help you concentrate or help you focus, help you go to sleep, whatever whatever you need. It's it's pretty awesome. I've been using it to help concentrate at work. So check it out. All right, and uh, mine was um, a Comic-Con. So there was a uh, ton of different awesome panels everywhere, but one of the main focuses that I that I kind of noticed a trend on um, was nerdy, geeky girls and those, those type of panels. Like, there was one that was uh, nerd girls and the rise of uh, geek power. And Amber Doll was actually on it, good old doll face. Um, and a bunch of people from like Hello Sweetie Podcast um, and Dungeon Crawlers Radio and a couple others. And basically, they covered all the different issues that they've noticed throughout the last year since geek culture has really become pop culture. Um, 
And so it's it's really interesting to see how much the convention actually put a focus on those type of panels uh, to help raise woman awareness um, as far as it's okay to be a geek. You don't have to hide it. Just come out. It's okay. Okay. And my favorite, since we're running long, I will be short. Uh, Ralph from the Muppets, the piano playing dog. Biz Markie song, You Got What I Need. That's all you need to know. Go watch the it's video. It's pretty awesome. It is great. <laughs> all right. Well, that is our episode this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. We will play your voicemails on the air. Last week's uh, call from Ruff is proof of that. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I guess you friend us on Facebook. Anyway, just do it. We'll see you next time. Cheers. End of line. Bye. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.